When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. I have noticed instantly, Sam, that I haven't got the right background on the screen because we're actually both doing better. <laughs> than that and you know it's important that people know that we're both on. On, on big green Taking arrows a long time to get a green arrow let's have it please <laughs> <laughs> you've still got a green arrow but you've got an even better one how was your week treating you so far though um it's actually not too bad to be honest i think like given what's been going on in the fpl community and how some people have got such little points i can't really moan about mine it's not too bad like i've got josh king as captain which yeah could have been better but you know, at least, at least he didn't get sent off. So from that perspective, I'm all right <laughs> with him. Um, I had Rudiger. So there was a bit of a a light, I suppose, from Spurs losing at the weekend. At least I got his his point. So, it, yeah, it's all right. With Josh King still to play, it's all right. God, I'm glad there's only... Well, oh, there, was, there was 30 people watching and now there's 97. And honestly, I'm having a breakdown with these graphics. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what is going on. I put the wrong one on, trying to sort it out. I think that's it now. Yeah, there we go. Now it's sorted. Oh, I do I do sometimes know what I'm doing. I just don't always press the right buttons and then trying to get it back. Anyway, we've got 153 people watching. Hello to all of you. Hello to everyone watching this uh, later on. It's been a very, very strange game week. I We're both non-Dennis owners. We're both king captainers. I feel a bit jammy, to be honest. Do you? God, just a bit. I mean, I was... I don't know about you. I mean, we, we did the Q&A, didn't we, on, on Friday? Um, yeah. I, I said... I We both said that Dennis was the best captain option. I didn't have Dennis, yeah. uh, so I was thinking about bringing him in for Ronaldo when the Ronaldo news broke. But in the end, I just thought, oh, nah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't be, I can't be rocking with two Watford strikers. But yeah, I, I was worried about. I was, it, I was worried about him going into it. Yeah, I was, I was. It, it, I didn't want to going forward, and that's what really put me off. So in the end, I was like, right, I can't have two Watford players long term. So just going to have to go without Dennis and and just hope that King can match him. Um, mm. And then, yeah, a very bit of uh, fortunous luck, I, I think fortunous is the best way to put it. Nice. From, yes. from, a, from a non-Dennis owner, it was, uh, yeah, you're gutted if you're a Dennis owner, but yeah. hey, it's, he's so heavily owned that actually so many people in the same boat that it's not, yeah. it's not horrendous. I mean, it's not as horrendous with... as it could have been. No, I mean, for someone with, with an EO of over, an effective ownership of over 100% to get minus one mm-hmm. doubled is is crazy. Um, how's the people in the chat? Hi to Greg Frost, who's laughing at me for my technical issues. FPL Dog, also the same. Yeah, it's all sorted now. Um, we've got an interesting one this week. It's A lot of people are thinking of hitting the wildcard um, button. 
Uh, some people have already done it. Obviously, we've got a big break, so you know people try and cash in on on price rises, and there's a few fixture swings. Um, we still got a, a bit of uncertainty around certain double game weeks. United, Manchester United, for example, is a big one. What do you do with their players if you're yeah. wildcarding? You know, do you get some just in case they have one, or, or do you kind of go without? Um, so we're going to talk through. Uh, we've both done a wildcard draft. Neither of us are. You're not planning on wildcarding this week, are you? I'm not planning on not planning at the minute. On it. Unless I haven't ruled it out. Multiple. Well, unless multiple bad things happen to my players over the next couple of weeks, I, I think with transfers, I can get roughly to the team that I would wildcard to in a, within mm. two weeks. So it's not, I don't think it's necessary. And and there's still so much uncertainty, isn't there, like you say, around double game weeks and around even COVID and, and yeah. games and stuff. So I, I want to try and hold it if I can, but I can see the appeal of playing it right now for sure. Well, you know, the big reason for playing it right now is obviously people want to get Salah back because he is... Yes, he's pretty almost certainly going to be back for the for the Leicester game. Um, so what we've got is a uh, I spent all morning uh, going through Twitter and Fantasy Football Scout, uh, <laughs> compiling the template. Basically, loads of people have sent their wildcard drafts, drafts in. Thanks if you've done that. Um, I was going to go through a hundred. I forget how long it takes to actually get a spreadsheet out and type in every single player that everyone's got. Uh, so I managed fifty, which I still think is a is a fairly sizable. A number. Uh, it did take me three hours, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll go through that. I've got some some numbers on those, and we'll go through the community team. Um, I just want to before we do that, I want to talk about some stuff from Lego Mane because he is awesome in the community. Post some amazing awesome. stuff. He's got a lovely little fixture ticker um, on the screen. Obviously, you can use the Fantasy Football Scout um, one as well, uh, but you can see here sort of Man City, United, Liverpool. These are sort of teams to kind of be targeting um, with all the greens, the seas of greens. And his other brilliant graphic is this one, which we'll be coming back to, uh, which is the fixtures left for all the fixtures to be rearranged, the ones that have been postponed. So you can see here, Arsenal, for example, have Wolves, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool. Burnley have Tottenham, Villa, Everton, Leicester. Uh, You've then got Everton, Spurs with three fixtures. Everton have got Burnley, Newcastle and Leicester, which is an amazing three fixtures uh, for them, particularly for the attacking options. And Spurs with Burnley, Brighton and, and Spurs, which is which is nice as well, you know, for the likes of Kane uh, and players. Uh, and Liverpool with Leeds, big tar- big target when, whenever that fixture gets dropped in. Any double game with Liverpool playing Leeds at home um, is going to be huge. And at Villa as well, Burnley and Leeds, amazing two fixtures for them. And we're going to see that we've got, you know, quite a few Villa players entering into people's thinking and, and reckoning uh, with two players in particular. Um, so what should we start with? Should we start with one of our teams or should we go straight into one of the com- into the community team? What do you fancy, oh, I don't Sam? Mind. You don't mind? Let's go into the community team then. I've got that first on. Go on then. On my list. Uh, so this is the wildcard template community team. It fits in budget with with quite a bit left over. Um, it's De Gea in goal. Forty four percent of the people I looked at had in in, the, in their squad. Uh, Trent was the only person player with a hundred percent ownership. Uh, Cancelo ninety six. I think the only people that went without Cancelo had gone for Laporte instead. So you know just. Freed up a little bit of, of cash that way, but I mean, you know, ninety six percent is pretty high. Uh, Dean seventy eight percent. Interestingly, cash was only a, I think it was only one person out of the fifty I looked at that went for cash. So Dean is now massively the the favourite for that spot. Um, Laporte fifty six percent. So a lot of people doubling up with Van City. Uh, and then in midfield, you've got Bowen ninety four percent. So no one is getting rid of Bowen. Uh, I think given that he's got Watford next game, probably helps. Uh, Salah ninety two percent. The only people that didn't have Salah as well, had already made plans to get him in, you know, maybe the week after. I think there was a few people who had gone for mm. Sterling and were looking at, at sort of switching him over. 
Um, De Bruyne, really popular, 56% of teams. And then Rafinha and Jota, one of those two, uh, tied on, on 42%. And then you've got Broyer, 72% ownership, really, yeah. really popular. Uh, and Ollie Watkins at 62%. Uh, and then just some notable ones I picked out. Ramsdale was at 30%. He was the second highest goalkeeper. Majority of people obviously pairing him with someone else because he's got two blanks coming up. Uh, eight Nori, that is now the um, budget defender of choice. 48% of teams had him in. Uh, Robertson, 30%. So quite a few people switching Jota out, bringing Robertson in to a back four. Quite a few back fives as well. And Edward. Was that a budget thing, do you think? Was it was, was that a budget thing or was that for double Liverpool defence? I'm not sure it is. It's for double Liverpool defence. So everyone had Trent and, and, right. and these people had paired him with Trent. Uh, and, and and Robertson mm-hmm. um, obviously had got okay. Salah and then and then no Jota. I think it's because there's so many midfield options at the moment that people yeah. are just looking at that Jota spot and thinking, can I, you know, get Robertson in instead and, and use that spot for someone else? Um, mm. But another one really popular, especially on on Twitter, uh, Edward, twenty eight percent going for for Edward. Now, do you think that's just because he's got Norwich next? Do you think he's <laughs> a good? Do you think he's a good long term pick? I'm I'm not convinced. I do. I, I think he's a good long-term pick. You like I mean, him? I think okay. he's in good form. I do like him, yeah. Spoiler alert for what might be coming up soon. <laughs> um, I think he's he's a good long-term pick. I think he's got decent fixtures. I think the way that Palace are playing, you know, watch them obviously against Liverpool. I actually thought that they played really well, particularly in the back end of that game. Um, and there was a lot of really good stuff and movement from him, the way that he pushes and drives up. I think he could be a really nice pick. He's nice and cheap as well, good differential. And I do think when you're wildcarding, you do want a couple of differentials in there. Mm. You want a couple of players in there that aren't heavily owned because otherwise, if you just wildcard to template, you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to make the most of the wildcard, I suppose, and gain that overall rank. For me, I always think with wildcard, there are certain players that you have to have. And you know that when you're wildcarding, if you've got them already in your team, they're the places that aren't going anywhere. If you haven't got them, like Salah at the moment, he becomes an essential buy-in, I think, if you're wildcarding. But then there are other spots where you think, particularly that forward line, there isn't necessarily standout forward picks there. So... Mm. Why not use that as your opportunity to get some differential picks in there, players with nice fixtures, um, particularly against Norwich next, but also that are regularly starting and playing well in the teams that they they play for. And I think both Borough and Edouard both offer that potential. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting the um, the talk about sort of being a bit different because I mean this this to me looks like a very template team, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and it is because it is the template team that I've been looking at. <laughs> but I guess there's players here. If you wildcard into this, you you are you are kind of having a, a few different players compared to someone like me, for example, like my team. So my team is pretty template that I've got at the moment. But I haven't got double city defence. I haven't got De Bruyne. I haven't got Watkins, for example. Mm-hmm. I bought in Dean, but a lot of people I think would would not have him. Um, so you know we're going to see these ownerships increase with players like Watkins, Dean, Broya, Rafina is another one. But like. But if you're not wildcarding, it's unlike you're going to be able to get them all in at kind of once. So you are getting ahead. I think this team, that there are players here with only these ownerships aren't like 25% plus. No. These ownerships for a lot of these players are kind of around the 20%. They seem higher because it's Twitter. But I think this is a very, very solid team, actually. I think if, if we're going to talk about our wildcard teams in a second, but I think if you wildcarded into this team, 
you would be pretty confident of getting some fairly decent returns going forward. I mean, if you look at the fixtures for City, for example, you know, the next three fixtures for City are um, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich. And then mm. they've got Spurs, Everton. I mean, you've got three City players for those games. Then I think you're you're kind of laughing. But the big question, Sam, the big question for you is you will notice there is a real absence in this team of Manchester United players. Mm. Now, is that an oversight given that we are becoming increasingly more confident that they are going to have a double in game week 25, which is going to be Southampton and Brighton? No Ronaldo, no Fernandez. I mean, De Gea is there, but is that enough? The problem I have with United is the lack of consistency in the way that they play. Some games they look all right, other games they look awful, they don't. I think the problem with the likes of Ronaldo and, and Fernandez is the cost implications for owning them. So owning mm. Ronaldo makes it very difficult to have KDB and Salah as well as that premium back line that you have there with, with Trent Cancelo and Laporte. If you want to have premium defenders, two premium midfielders, then there's no real way that you're going to be able to have Ronaldo unless you go totally cheap and go for two 4.5 you know maybe you could go Ramsey and Gordon as your two other midfielders but then you're going to be missing out on all those kind of mid-price spots mm. where there's loads of value right now and loads of like Bowen and Jota great potential there in, in those sorts of players Rafina too um so for me going for Ronaldo it's a straight choice really between do you want to go Ronaldo or do you want to go Salah now Ronaldo has the nicer fixtures there is no doubt about that but form isn't there United as a whole aren't playing as well as you would want them to be to invest that level of money. So it's an easy win for Salah for me in that conversation. Mm. And then I don't see the value in many other positions at Manchester United. Yes, Bruno's been on good form in the last couple of games, but then one of those games Ronaldo didn't play and then he always seems to play better when Ronaldo doesn't play. He sort of stands up and has that kind of talismanic effect. And then in the second game, yes, he returned again, but, you know... I haven't seen any consistency from him. And at that price point, mm. on consistency. So you're looking then at dropping right down in price, maybe somebody like Dallow, maybe somebody like, I don't know, Greenwood. But then again, I'm still not seeing the, you're not seeing the defensive returns that you would want from the likes of Dallow. And I don't think that there's value in Greenwood. So no. Sure, my, my, my first thought was people who get rid of all their United players are going to regret it. I mean, it's, it's Burnley next, for example, a good game for them. And then potentially the 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 game with twenty five double, but the more I think, well, but City's fixture is so good, and and of course um, there's people in the chat that are right. Uh, I I read out that City have got Southampton next. They've already played them, so they haven't. Sorry, that there's a slightly old um, fixture list. Uh, but you know, e even without that Southampton game, like in game week twenty five, um, that's when City play Norwich. So mm. if you've got if you've got De Bruyne versus Norwich or Fernandez against two quite, I mean Southampton and Brighton aren't two pushover teams no, at the not moment. Easy. Southampton have just got a draw against Man City when everyone expected them to lose heavily. And Brighton have been mm -hmm. going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the best teams and, and getting good results. So I don't think there's any, any guarantee that there's going to be... I mean, if you're looking at De Bruyne versus Fernandes and Ronaldo, I can completely see why people are going for, for De Bruyne. Yeah. Here's, what, here's a question for you. Out of the 50 people, out of the 50 wildcards I looked at, guess how many had Ronaldo in their team? Hardly any, I reckon. Because I think if you're wildcarding, you don't have him. Like one or two, I'd have gone. It's actually four. Eight percent. I can show you some of this. Yeah, so Broya was the most popular striker at 72%, 36 of the 50. 
Um, Watkins next, 62%. Edward, then Edward. Antonio down to 24%, so only the quarter of the teams. But then you're looking at a 4.5 forward, someone like Gelhart, someone like that. Then Ida, the Norwich striker, Dennis, King, Kane, and then Ronaldo uh, at four. So people are clearly shifting the money you know, out of out of the striker spots. Mm-hmm. Um, just to answer a few questions in the chat um, about this the, the team structure. I've basically done a first 11. It's a wildcard template first 11. And then, you know, and then a, a significant percent of, of the significant percent on the on the right is just other percentages, which I just thought were quite interesting. There's no point in me putting in like Ramsey and a four <laughs> million defender and that kind of stuff. It's kind of the key targets that people are looking at. That's the kind of idea um, of this. Uh, just for just because a few people mentioned that in the chat. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I quite like it. So in terms of differentials, then if I just go back to my my spreadsheet, I mean, looking at this list, like this is all of the players that people had. Like, it's not a huge amount of of, mm. of picks. There isn't a huge like selection that we can kind of choose from. Um, I mean, Foden, for example, is at twenty two percent in in wildcard drafts. So people are clearly favouring the step up to 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 De Bruyne. Coutinho, 20% of teams. Well, I'm surprised that's not higher. Yeah. I thought I thought people would be more likely to target the, the Villa mid. I guess because people are going for Dean and, Dean and, Watkins. and Watkins. Yeah. And I, the midfield spots are harder because there is a lot of players in there that you could go mm. with. And I know that for me, the appeal of Watkins is, again, it goes back to what I said before, there isn't a huge amount of forwards that I really want to own in FPL right now. So... Mm. But being able to go Watkins for Villa's nice fixtures, plus also for any potential doubles that they get scheduled in, feels nice. Whereas with Coutinho, it feels a little bit more punty maybe because mm. there are other players that are performing really well that I could get in his place in midfield. Would you maybe think of Buendia over Coutinho? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Buendia a lot. I thought he's the last two games in particular, he's been fantastic. Best two games mm. he's had for Villa easily. Yeah, but again, it's a midfield spot. It is. Yeah, I, 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 at the moment, if I'm choosing one of Coutinho or Buendia, I think I'm going for Buendia. I think, given the given the fact that he's he's improved enormously under Gerrard, mm. you know, in terms of touching the box, shots, he scored the great header last week. Coutinho was pretty poor against Everton. Really, he didn't really look like he was completely up to speed. I don't think it's 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 going to come at some point, but yeah, you kind of feel like you need points now right and if Buendia is is doing a lot of what we want from Coutinho taking set pieces getting touched in the box kind of kind of makes sense to to kind of go for him um a few other players here which I thought was quite low ownership I think you could consider Son in just six teams 12 percent could be a factor now he's if he's coming back from injury yeah definitely I mean he will be back he's supposed to be back early Feb so I'm expecting him back for Game week 24, 25 at the latest. So he's definitely a player that you can look at. And I think in the team that we'll look at, that I've done in a minute, I've left a couple of million in the bank on that basis that I'm likely going to want some because the Spurs doubles, as you Mm. mentioned, the fixtures that have got to be rearranged for Spurs are nice. So I want to have the opportunity to be able to get to Sun. And and that's going to be a much easier process than trying to get to Kane because of the price discrepancies between them. So, you know, I don't want to leave 5 million in the bank probably more than that to upgrade potentially he would be my most expensive mm. forward to get to Kane. Whereas taking one of my premium ish midfielders, you know, the likes of maybe Jota up yep. to Sun is much easier. So I think, I think there's huge potential there. Yeah, me too. I like it. And the other player that I like the look of, uh, who I've actually got in my, in my wildcard draft, bit of a spoiler is Cornet. 
Right? <laughs> yeah. He's six percent owned. He's in three out of the fifty teams. He's got so many games. He's going to be doubling almost every week at, at the rate at the rate they are. And can he stay fit? I guess is the big question. But I, I think he's a great like fifth midfielder potentially. Five point nine. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And and I think, you know, with the, look, the reality of this situation is how often do you want to play your Burnley players? If you get a defender, not very, particularly if you've got a defence like we've just seen in that um, community wildcard template. Like that's Tarkowski and the like aren't going to get on the pitch that often. But when they mm. do double and if they get a nice pairings of doubles, then you could play them. There's an attacking threat there too, potentially. But they're useful for a bench boost. And that's kind of yeah. where my head is, is that going with a Burnley player on wildcard that you don't necessarily want to play every week is fine because they're going to have plenty of double game weeks coming up because they've got so many games to be rescheduled. And at some point we've got to hit that bench boost chip. And I'm quite happy to have, say, Tarkowski playing for me in a double game week for Burnley when my bench boost is active. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, going for a Burnley player of some description yeah, isn't a bad idea, as long as you can bench him when they have one game, but then yeah. you bring him in when they've got two. Um, yeah. I quite like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Cornet, as Marvin Johnson says in the chat, is can he stay fit? Can he actually play two games in a row? I guess that's the question. But, you know, if you're yeah. looking at a fifth mid, then I think you can you can kind of afford to take that risk. Um, we've had a super chat from Skip Bayless who asks about Calvert Lewin. Now he's in your he's in your draft. He was only mm -hmm. in three of the fifty uh, teams that I looked at. Um, the fixtures for Everton are really good. They are Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, Southampton. So particularly Newcastle and Leeds are good ones to target there. Uh, and then City, Tottenham, Wolves, and, and Watford. And like I said, kind of earlier, the, the fixtures they've got to come in. They've got three games, Burnley, Newcastle and Leicester, which are three really nice games. So you like Cavalier, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like Cavett-Lewin. I think Cavett-Lewin is a great player. I, I enjoy watching him. My issue has been Everton, right? So I've owned Cavett-Lewin now for a couple of weeks and he was the, the spot when I when I was doing this draft for you. I was kind of looking at, at Everton thinking the fixtures are still really nice. There's a reason I went Cavett-Lewin because the fixtures were really nice. But beyond that, there's this potential for double game weeks that they're going to have to get rescheduled. They're nice fixtures that have got to go in there. If they happen to slot in on the nice weeks where they've got a really good fixture already, there's real potential there. The fact that Benitez has gone and they've got Ferguson back in, I think bodes well for Calvert-Lewin. There was a lot of chatter. Calvert-Lewin made some comments after the last time Ferguson was manager about how he made him feel more confident because he was obviously that person for Everton all those years ago, that there was that kind of aspirational thing from Calvert-Lewin and, and wanting to kind of learn and understand how he played. So I don't know. I think for me, Calvert-Lewin would be a player that I would want to take a punt on on wildcard because you're taking a punt on good form, some bounce cut, not good form, but good fixtures, some bounce coming with the new manager. Mm. And the fact that surely the fans now get, they get behind them in a way that we haven't really seen over the last, well, since maybe the beginning of the season, because they weren't happy with the original appointment. So players also coming back from injury obviously we've seen Richardson coming back so as that team gets bolstered by their players coming back from injury and they start learning to play I mean this has come at the perfect moment hasn't it the new manager stuff mm. because he's now got a couple of weeks with them to work on improving all the stuff that was wrong and I thought they were better against Aston Villa they second great, half for sure they were better yeah um it there was there was definitely some more drive some more motivation some actual seeming of 
caring that was coming out of Everton mm. in that game. So for me, Calvert-Lewin is one that I, I think is worth a punt on wildcard. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm both surprised and not surprised with the ownership of Watkins. Because, I mean, Watkins is 62% owned. He's got mm -hmm. one goal in his last six starts, I think it is. And, you know, he's kind of that classic bandwagon where everyone's kind of piling on him but he hasn't really done it i mean he's been playing well and he's he is he, he all the stats indicate he's villa's you know chief kind of goal threat but i think he's probably the one that i think i would go with him on a on a wild card but i think if you're happy to roll the dice a little bit on someone like calvert lewin i think that could be somewhere where you could differentiate your team yeah. a little bit because you know one goal in six you know any player that does that no, no matter how good the stats are You've got to think, well, why aren't you getting more? Why aren't you getting goals? Why aren't you getting assists? So, yeah, at 62%, I think that might be someone, that might be the spot that, that you could um, you could look at. Uh, and and Calvert-Lewin would probably be the one that, that I'd go for. Um, okay, so just before we move on to your team, let's just quickly touch on the defence, some of these defensive numbers. So, like I said, Trent, 100% owned, 50 out of 50 teams. Uh, Cancelo, 48. Uh, Dean, 39, 78%. And then Laporte. Um, and then the Wolves, so 8 Norway was the most popular. He was uh, the most probably budget option, sorry, but he was often on people's benches. They got quite a tough run coming. Yeah. Um, but then, essentially, you've got Spurs defence, and so that includes sort of Davis, Regulon. There's mostly Regulon, but there was a few Davises in there um, as well, 20%. And then Dallow is the only United defender that people are, are considering at 16%. What's your thoughts on Spurs defenders? I mean, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was you know all change, wasn't it, against Chelsea? No, no Royale, no no Regulon. I don't know the the Regulon thing baffles me. Honestly, it's my I, it, I'm just a bit baffled. I still don't think he's 100 percent right. He's gone on holiday. I noticed this morning. He's gone to Dubai. Yeah, so okay. he's gone off to Dubai on holiday. So there you are. He's going to get a nice rest. I don't think he's time. quite right. Like he's I think not he's, quite right. He's There's got. I, I think he's got a little. I think he's got a little persistent injury, yeah. and he he's not able to play at the levels that Conte wants him to. And I also think that um, listening to what Conte's been saying, I think that with both, well, Royale definitely, he said after the last game that actually Royale wasn't really available for game week 22. He made himself available because we were struggling for yeah. people in that position and then only managed half a game. And um, they obviously then brought Doherty on, he played okay. And, and I thought Doherty had a pretty poor game against Chelsea, but hey, it was against Chelsea. So fair enough. Um, but... I think Reguilon is the obvious pick if you want to go with the Spurs defence. I do think he'll be back. I don't, I don't think that this is a Reguilon's disappeared from Conte's thinking and he'll never play again. I, I think he's carrying something and he's probably just needing a bit more recovery time. The positive thing from going from a Spurs defence is that come game week 24, we should see Romero back as well. So Romero mm. and Dyer in that centre of defence with Hoiberg and Skip sitting in front of them should make that middle passage much more solid and that will give us the opportunity to have the wing backs go and hopefully like you say boy I will be back by then Reguilon will be back by then both fit and available and then it does make Reguilon a really attractive option and I think it's something that on a wild card I will be listening to what Conte says over the next week or so and seeing what Spurs do in the window but I think Reguilon could be a really nice differential pick it, particularly if you're not going to get a Spurs forward as part of a wild card because they are going to double the fixtures are there's a couple of difficult games in there, of course, none less than Manchester City, but there's mm. also a couple of nice ones in there too. So good opportunity maybe to target Spurs at a cheaper price point and still be able to afford the premiums elsewhere. 
Yeah, and he's got a break now, right? Like he's in Dubai, he's on holiday. Hopefully, yeah. he could have a rest and and kind of get up. I mean, recuperate. Yeah, that, I mean that's my assumption. I don't think it's tactical. I think he's obviously think the, he he's perfect for that position when he's when he's fully fit and, and right. And and you know Conte knows that, so I think it has to be some kind of of muscle injury or something just keeping him keeping him out of it. Um, yeah, I I, I, I like Regulon. It's, it's interesting. Not many people going for him. Mm. Um, only and that man. And if you're going for Davies, I mean, what happens when 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 um Romero's back. I guess it's Sanchez that drops out. So it'd be Dyer, Dyer, um, Romero and, and Davies, right? Well, I thought so. But actually, when you look at Stan Sanchez's underlying stats, they are ridiculous. Like, he's got the best underlying stats in that defence at the moment. Um, Spurs were posting about it the other day, and I was like, that can't be right. So I took myself off to the members area to check, but it, it was right. Like, his underlying stats are actually good. Um, and, and I think Conte has developed him in a way that he didn't really mm. get before because he wasn't con- getting consistent game time. So I'd be interested to see whether it's Davis or Sanchez that eventually drops out. The obvious dropout is Sanchez, but the way that he's been playing, be interesting to see what Conte does, which makes me kind of less want to go with one of those two and, yeah. and probably stick it stick it out with Reguilón. I mean, if you want to go really cheap that you can bench, then there's nothing wrong with going Eric Dyer. He'll go up for every set piece. He sometimes takes um, corner, it takes free kick. So there's an opportunity maybe to go for a cheap sit on the bench Spurs defender that only comes in as part of a bench boost if you really want. God, that. if you if you wildcard and bring in Eric Dyer, I, you I, could. I, you I could wash my hands him. of you. <laughs> you could bench him. I don't think it's a good decision, by the way. But if you wanted a, if you wanted somebody in your team that you're only going to bring on if there's a for a bench boost potentially or is a real backup option because you're going for premium. To, like if you've got that um, community wildcard, the Trent Cancelo, Dini, Laporte, then maybe going for somebody of Eric Dyer's price point with games in hand that you're benching every week but comes in for the boost mm. is all right. But yeah. I prefer Reguilón yeah. by a long way. Yeah, same. Uh, we've got 621 people watching us live, Sam. Hello to everyone on, on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast version, uh, yeah, consider uh, you know joining us live um, if you can on YouTube. I appreciate people work and stuff. It's not always easy. Uh, if you are watching this live now, we'd really appreciate if you would like the stream and subscribe to the channel. Uh, and of course, check out Fantasy Football Scout um, as well. You can check out the comments section where I got all these lovely teams from. Uh, and you can obviously join the members area and, and do some stats and tinkering with your wildcard team. It should help you with that. But before we do that, let's come on to our teams. So this is the team that you sent me um, earlier, the wildcard team that you would go for. And I will stress that we aren't currently considering wildcarding. But like you said, that could all change uh, before um, before the end of this this long long break, isn't it? What, like three weeks for the next game? Mm. Oh, God. Um, okay, so Sanchez and Ramsdale in goal. Tarkovsky, who you mentioned, Trent, Cancelo, Williams and Dean, uh, Ramsey, Foden, Jota, Salah, Bowen, Calvert-Lewin, Edward, your new best mate, and <laughs> Watkins. So a lot of players there, obviously similar to the to the template team. I think there is there is going to be a strong template of, of wildcard teams. There wasn't a huge mm-hmm. amount of variance in those. Um, but yeah, talk to me about some of these. I mean, like I said before, there's two million in the bank because it's based on my squad value, this one. So there's two mm. million in the bank, which gives me some flexibility to get to Sun, which was kind of what I, I wanted to put myself in a position where I can get to a Spurs forward. Although Kane, there, there was a big part of me that tried to do a wildcard team that had Kane still in it because I do think his improvement in the last couple of weeks has been mm. remarkable and, you know, was could have scored against Chelsea, should have got 
three or four against Leicester the week before. Like there was plenty of opportunities in those games. And I think we'll start to see him coming back into his own over the next few weeks. So I would have liked to have done that, but it's really difficult because I think you have to make some tough decisions. And for me, if I'm going to wildcard, I want to keep two rotating keepers so that the, for mm. that bench boost, because I would aim to bench boost almost straight after. And then maybe it's at that point that you take one of them down to a cheap non-playing or the, you know, the spare at their club so that you've got, um, got a free bit, a bit more money up there and you can maybe work your way back up to him, which is kind of how I was seeing it. There's not a lot of hugely differential players because I think I'd play a back three most weeks of of Trent, Cancelo and, and Luke Dean with Williams, bless him, always returning on my bench <laughs> at the moment, but would continue to sit on the bench and return points. Tarkowski's there, like I say, simply because of the majority the fixtures that Burnley have left to reschedule means that there's going to be plenty of doubles where I might want to differentiate my team and play him. The middle, there's more decisions to be made. The Jota place is is debatable, I think, mm. with his form at the moment. And that would be the spot that could be Suns of this team. Like That could easily be be Sun in the midfield there. Foden I like. I think he's playing well. Can't afford KDB if I want to keep this team in the way that it is. It's, it would need more. Somebody up top would have to come right down. And, and I quite like those three. I want to give them the opportunity to perform over the next few weeks and see what they do. I mean, one of them could drop right down to a to a really cheap enabler in that in that price point and that would work but I like the idea of, of keeping Jota for now um particularly as we you know don't know for sure what what Salah will do like if, if he gets all the way to the final will he come straight back in for game week 24 or will there be some will he not make it back for 20 like you just it depends on when it, when the flight leaves and and his availability doesn't it and we've seen some of them come back from afcon and not exactly be fully firing thomas mm. Partey on their return well, so some of some have flown back on the day and then well, played well, in the yeah. next match and others have had like a week holiday like mares yeah. so it's yeah. it's it, you never really know what what's going to happen um, i don't see i don't see Klopp giving salah a week off no I think Def- Salah will no be way. back in. Um, I, I think he'll be back for Leicester, which is why I've put him in. But I'd just be keeping an eye on what Klopp has got to say. And of course, things might change anyway, depending on what happens in the next few games mm. at AFCON as to whether he's he's there or not. So, But Berwyn was non-negotiable with the way that he's been playing. I really like Ramsey. I think he's a perfect enabler. Mm. He's got great fixtures with Aston Villa. I would happily play him every week. Um, so he actually provides a bit of drama in terms of who gets benched because the obvious player to bench is your 4.5 but for the majority of weeks over the next few weeks I wouldn't want to bench yeah, him I, 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 I want to play Ram- him Ramsey's a really really nice really nice player I think if, if you're looking for a 4.5 he's just so by far the best well, yeah. he's, he's going to do way more than someone like Billy Gilmore ever did yeah for us. I mean the only other one that's got potential in that spot is maybe Gordon but then uh, Aston Villa are playing way better than Everton. So you have that kind of, you'd want to invest as much as possible in the team that's that's playing better. So um, Ramsey's there. And then up top, Watkins, because I think if you're wildcarding, that's probably going to be a spot that you, you need to at least consider doing. Calvert-Lewin I like simply because I think he's a, he is a great player and, and at some point he's going to come good. There's a lot of rumour about him going somewhere else, but mm-hmm. I just can't... They can't I sell can't him in this window, can I they? Can't see, I can't see it. If they sell him in this window, they've got... Well, I just can't see they let him go. I really can't. So if, if he's going to be at Everton, 
for the rearranged postponed fixtures and with the fixtures the way that they are then I'm going to want to own him and then last I already talked about Edouard earlier I like him as a player I think he's got I think he's really good. He's a great differential as well. He's playing in a Palace team that seems to be refinding some form again after a little bit of a sticky spat, sticky patch. Why was that so hard to say? <laughs> um, and and yeah, like I say, I think if you wildcard, you have to have a couple of picks in there that aren't 100% template. Um, so going with players like Tarkowski, like Ramsey, like Edward and, and like Calvert-Lewin gives you a little bit of differentialness without taking away from the key players that you need yeah I mean Edouard has got uh, three goals two assists in his last four games he's playing Norwich which he got 14 points against in uh, game week 20 but he has been subbed off at 60 minutes in his last two matches and that's kind of the worry with him a little bit isn't it it's this kind mm-hmm. of they've got options with like Benteke are you um, Mateta's come in and, and been doing something as well does he get shifted over to the wing does he does he play um, that's the options um, my critique of your wildcard team is that I like it that's the first thing. Uh, it's interesting when I look at players like Foden and I look at the the ownership um, statistics of, of what I looked at, because like Foden is, is so low down the list. I mean, Foden's mm. like 20, 20%, so one, one in five teams have, have got him. Um, I can tell you with absolute certainty that if I was wildcarding, there is absolutely no way I'd have Jota. I think this is the perfect time to jump off the Jota train with Salah coming back, with his ownership so ridiculously high. And the mm. fact that he hasn't been doing that well. Like, come on, we all expect <laughs> we all expected so much more from Diogo Jota, Gosh. didn't we? Glad you're well, not it... a teacher. Imagine the score reports you'd send out. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, he's he's basically an out of position Liverpool mid for eight million. And like everyone's going on about how incredible he is and, and everything. And like he's done okay. Like he got a very, very fortuitous assist against Palace. He's, he's got like a couple of goals, but mm. he hasn't he hasn't been a captain option really. No, no one's been going there. I, I just think, yeah, he's he's the kind of player that I know could return, but with his ownership so high, he's exactly the kind of player that I'd be looking to move on a wild card to try and tap into something else. And I think we've got good options everywhere else. I and mean, we talk about Son, we talk about KDB. You know, even someone like Corne could come in. You know, Brendia, Coutinho. I'd rather have any of these these guys over over Jota going forward and if you want to be even more different then you can do what quite a few people are doing and go for Robertson instead go for the Trent and Robertson double up and, and have Salah that's my thoughts anyway um, other than that Calvert-Lewin probably fair <laughs> probably fair yeah uh, yeah and then Calvert-Lewin we've, we've talked about um, to death I mean only only three people uh, were brave um, to go with him uh, and interesting, interesting I, to me that yeah I'm it's interesting that, that I said I'd go for him over Watkins you've actually gone for him over Broyer who is you know kind of like the third most popular pick <laughs> Yeah, from these rogue. picks. Uh, you've, you've gone rogue there. Uh, I do like yeah. Bro, yeah? It's not that mm. I don't like him. I do like him. Um, and, you know, he could easily replace Edward. But I don't think I'd replace Calvert-Lewin with him or Watkins with him. Mm. Maybe Edward you could because that would free up a bit more money as well, wouldn't it? But I do like Bro, yeah? It's just, again, it, it, it's that cheaper price point of forwards that I think you're going to be wanting to... To invest yeah. I think people um, people have gone for Broya because they're pouring money into midfield because because yeah, the majority of teams have gone for like a De Bruyne and a Salah, for example, yeah. if they've had to free up some money. Whereas you've only got one premium in this setup. You've only gone for Salah, which I think limits you a little bit in terms of he's going to pretty much be your captain every, every week. Yeah. Uh, I also appreciate you're not actually well caught into this team. I'm, I'm talking like you are to add a bit of drama to it. Um, drama. Drama. Whereas if you had someone like, uh, you know, Fernandez or, or Ronaldo or someone else, then I guess you've got that other... 
mean, I do think so, if that was my team and that wouldn't, if I wildcarded, that would pretty much be there or thereabouts what I would do. But like I say, there's the money in the bank to have Sun as well. So you would then have that opportunity to move the armband between those two. Mm. Um, but it is a point that's worth considering, isn't it? And But then also, how bad is it to perma captain Salah? Because that is oh, what we're all doing do you need, anyway. Do you need, exactly. So, Exactly. Do you need to give it to anyone else? Yeah. Um, yeah. General consensus from the chat, though, Sam, is that they like this team. So it's all right. I think it's all right. there's enough differentials in there that you can get somewhere without destroying your rank by not having the key. I think. Yeah. Um, let's take a look at my one. My one isn't hugely dissimilar. I've got. I've gone for a bit of a different structure. So I've got um, De Gea and just a just a three point nine goalkeeper mm. in there. I think United have got decent fixtures they've got you know the doubles potential double coming up yeah. um De Gea I'm I'm probably looking I've got Ramsdale in my own team and I'm probably looking to get rid of Ramsdale over De Gea because Ramsdale's got the blanks so I can't get rid of De Gea and have a goalkeeper with, with two blanks coming up so you've got to bear that in mind um I've gone for Dean Trent Cancelo Robertson and I do think eight Nori is the is the standout 4.3 defender option given how good Wolves are defensively you know they've only, they haven't conceded more than two goals since like game week three or something they've like been great haven't they since I sold since I sold my what my Wolves defender they've just been on a right <laughs> street it's difficult but it's yeah amazing. I think it's great it's amazing yeah and um uh they were in contention for top four place which is <laughs> even more even more remarkable um in midfield I've gone for Corne, Salah, Foden, De Bruyne and Bowen this is where my my kind of team value comes in because I can go yeah. for someone like Cornet at 5.9 over someone, you know, like a over Ramsey. I don't think there's, a, I think Ramsey's a great pick regardless of price, but mm. I've, I've got a bit more money so I can, I can put Cornet in there. So I've got the double up with Salah and, and De Bruyne. If the United double got announced, I'd probably go Fernandez over De Bruyne. Um, just, just because I think Fernandez has got Burnley, right? So that's that fixture sorted. And then I know De Bruyne has got <laughs> Norwich, but we talked about it. Loads of time, you've got to favour the, you've got to favour the player with, with two games. Yeah. Uh, and then up front, I've got Watkins, who I'm not entirely amazed with. I think the stats are good and he's kind of the main striker, but as I said, hasn't really been doing it. Uh, and then I've gone for Broya. And then Ida, 4.9, he's the kind of fodder. Truth is interesting with this team. <laughs> like... He's the kind of... He's kind of well, what, what I like about this team is it's quite flexible because I've got... I can play four at the back with Dean, Trent, Cancelo and Robertson. And then I can play Salah, Foden, De Bruyne, Bowen, Watkins and, and Broya. So that's a 4-4-2. Or I can move... You know, three five two, and and bench Dean if he's got a tough game or something like that. Uh, mm. I can bring Cornet in if he's got the doubles. You know, I can I can kind of I'm I'm sort of relatively happy to play all of these players. And Ida is like the last resort, so he's like the kind of last on on the bench most weeks. Yeah. But you know, he's 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 been like Brandon well. Williams for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to have one. So I think it's there's there's no. I mean, Ida is the, the obviously the worst player in this side. Every team's got to have one weakness but the yeah. rest of it i think is 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 pretty strong um so yeah this is this is probably something that i'd, that I'd go with uh i'm i was surprised to see cornet so low i think cornet is is the perfect wildcard pick i think the he's, he's the one Burnley, isn't it like they've sold chris wood like their attacking potential is like in the floor right now they're be- they're all right defensively when they want to be they can they can be all right defensively but uh, I think, and it's out of sight, out of mind, right? He's gone off to Afcon, so you forget about Cornet, and you're not kind of looking at Burnley, thinking oh, I must invest. Even if you look at the <laughs> fixture schedule, you know, you you look at the fixture schedule and go, oh, I've got a lot of games in hand, but that still doesn't immediately shout, I must buy a Burnley player. So particularly for Cornet, I wonder if if we were doing this the week after he comes back from Afcon, 
and he wasn't flagged in the game, whether more people would then yeah, be looking true. at him, particularly if Burnley had a double game week announced. So say he comes back from AFCON, the flag disappears, a double game week gets announced in whichever mm. week, his numbers will increase because he is the best pick in that Burnley team. But then, then I think quite a few people won't, you know, the, the casuals, as everyone hates that phrase, won't mm. really know that Burnley probably got all these all these games potentially coming up soon. That's true. So this is the kind of time where you can use it. You know, we talk about planning and how COVID and stuff has affected our ability to plan. Well, looking at things like Lego Mane's ticker and, and things, that can actually mm. help you get ahead. And, I, and I'm hoping from now we start seeing things, you know, sort of calm down a bit because we had a full a full set of fixtures last week for the first time since game week 16, I think. And yeah, hopefully um, things can kind of start getting back to normal. Um, I think that's it. I think we've covered two wildcard drafts. We've covered the community template. If anyone's interested in this spreadsheet, I can make it available somewhere. Uh, as I said, it's only 50 teams, but it gives a bit of a, a snapshot into into what people are looking at. Uh, anything you want to add, Sam? Anything else we haven't covered? Or shall I let you go? No. I No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I was just pondering on whether I should uh, destroy a wildcard team, but I quite like it, so I can't really. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is the non-playing goalkeeper because of bench boost. Yeah, well, that, that, is, that, is, that is very true. And I think that's where Sanchez could potentially come in. If, if... Yeah, if you can say 0.5 somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what I did like, I, there was one comment, which was uh, basically, I like the use, the use of the word um, arseways as his wild card has the potential to go arseways very quickly. That is pretty much <laughs> everything. That's pretty much everything that, that I put together on, on these things. It's yeah. either, everything I do is either great or, or terrible. There's there's never any in between, really. But this um, season, it's all been going quite well. So this season, we it's, trust it's, you. This season, it's not been going arseways, which is, which is nice. Uh, anyway, with that, um, <laughs> with that lovely terminology, that <laughs> uh, we will end the stream there. Thank you everyone for watching uh, and listening and we will see you soon.